0: I'm so up. Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkline, and along with me are my fellow hosts Nikolaius and Major Death. So let's go. You're so in-
1: you're get, you're so good at that now. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> I try. I try every week to get it perfect. So. <laughs> So, speaking- Poll
1: question for this week. I, I'm, jumping, I'm jumping in since I cut you off. That's I'll fine. i jump in. <laughs> Poll question for this week. We talked about tech cards last week, and we wanted to know, past or present, what is your favorite tech card in Hearthstone? We had 20 votes. Thank you to everyone who voted. And 45% of you said, Dirty Rat. The 2-mana two 2-6, two I'm going to take the best or worst card from your hand and put it on the board immediately. Usually it was uh, a Doomsayer or something I didn't want to see when I played it. Uh, came in first, 45% of the vote. Gluttonous the official tech card of the Dr. 3 podcast. Uh, with 35% of the vote, Galaka Crawler got 10% of the vote, and Other got 10%. We got a great reply from Ben Harstone, who said his favorite was... Uh, void ripper mm-hmm. and uh, that that was his number one choice but if he had an alternate he would also say skulking geist was a was a favorite tech card of his so, so so those were were the votes i thought i thought i thought some more we'd get some more love of some other tech cards but we didn't 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 seem to do that so
0: so what i'm hearing is over 45 percent of our listeners were wrong this week
1: there was a right answer there was right answer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was just right was answer. I'm just saying they just, they just weren't coerced into thinking it was the best just because of how much accolades and love that you gave it last week on the show is, is what it was I it's, think
2: people have this uh, you know they're looking back at Dirty Rat with uh, rose tinted glasses like oh it's so great and then they forget like all the games where they pulled a Tyrion out and uh, flip yep. some tables and uh, yeah, they would just have a mental block there.
0: I know yeah. I would. See yes, if yes. you pull that Tyrion out, you kill him, and then you gluttonous ooze his his ashbringer, and you, then bam, there's five harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Use that's, your head.
1: That's that's some definite <laughs> five five head thinking. Right there, <laughs> exactly.
0: Think. Yeah. All right. So news this week, um, there isn't any. I hadn't heard anything, and Mage scoured the internet. To find anything news that that's happening other than it's a new month, so there you go. So there's uh, start start the ladder over again. Um, so it's basically so it.
1: We'll get to see if last month and the all the legend players see if there ends up being that many more. We've got you know some of the stand stay at home orders are starting to get lifted a little bit and and that so. Feel like people are going to be out a little bit more. There might not be as much time to play as there was last you, month. You know, what, be I interesting did, to see. I was
0: gonna say I never factored in the stay-at-home order into this because I was I've been working, so it's not like like I, I had less time. You know, more time to do things. I was still full-time job, so it's just like, oh, what do you mean <laughs> things are different?
1: Yes. <laughs> I I did. I did as well. I worked from home. But yeah, there were there were other people who weren't working from home. And so they had some extra time to to potentially play. And uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I I think I definitely think that, you know, we'll we'll start to get a better eye handle as to how much of a difference the, the latter is making with regards to number of people getting legend.
0: Excellent. So yeah, well, I guess we'll see at the end of the month. So this week, we have a special guest with us to talk um, about Hearthstone, uh, Swagoy's, Sw- Swagoy's own, I'm sorry, I always mispronounce that, uh, <laughs> Deliver. Um, nice to have you, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, um, so for those of uh, those out there who don't know who you are, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of a rundown on who you are and uh, who you are in Hearthstone?
3: Hi, uh, I go by Deliver. Uh, I play Hearthstone. Um,
0: a lot of uh, what I do
3: is uh, competitive play. I grind cups. I do the things that you shouldn't be doing because it's awful for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So stick the ladder. The ladder's great. Do that. Um, But uh, in all serious though, um, have a play for Segoy, like you mentioned. Um, They've been doing that for about a year now. Um, Played at different DreamHacks. Top aided uh, DreamHack Anaheim in February. Ton of fun. Got to meet you know killing all day. Muzzy just saying all those great players that turned out pretty great. Um, But. uh, Enjoy Hearthstone. I've been playing since Angoro, so not the beta players or I uh hopped in here in the last few years and been addicted ever since. So
0: <laughs> Top eight at Anaheim Dream Hack. That's whew. That is as some yeah, level that I'm never gonna hit. <laughs> stressful. So
3: to say the least, yeah.
0: That's that's intense. That's that's ooh. I, I I'm in I'm in all of that. That's like it's just all those those high end names that um that you you associate with the Americas that you just competed right. with and you finished among them and that's that's pretty cool in my book. So,
3: well, thanks, appreciate it.
0: Um, so let's go into today's main topic, and we are going to talk. Excuse me, we're going to talk about the. Um it uh dormant cards. We kind of slept on those uh during our set review, and w- yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the old drum roll thing there. Mm. I, I, I was yes. I was hoping you'd use it. You used it. I'm happy. Now we can move on. I was trying
0: to play that seriously, but thank you. I oh, appreciate it. Okay.
1: <laughs> totally sorry. Sorry everyone the... that's listening that I completely just, you know, shined the fifty thousand watt beacon on it. That, this. You know, there we go.
0: I honestly didn't intend to do that. I was just uh just being serious there. So I appreciate my own unintentional pun so they were they were all cards that we were less than impressed with that pretty much a lot of them are currently seeing play and we just kind of want to go back and look at all of them and talk about them a little bit more now that we've had a month's worth of experience with them so we'll run them down through the classes and then we'll finish we'll finish up with the neutral cards so, first up, we have the Warriors in Prison Gnarg. Um The one mana, two, two demon dormant. Uh, when it awakes, equip the
1: fiery war axe, the three, two axe. So, I, I like how we talk about the fact that some of them are seeing play and then immediately start here. <laughs> because this one's really not seeing much in the way of play right now. Don't. It, it's. It seems good. It seems okay, but it, it's right now. It's just not seeing play.
0: Don't don't play right. me. I'm literally looking at it from the Hearthstone page, mm. and the first one was the Spirit of Loosen Bark, but that is not what we're talking about <laughs> right now.
1: No, <laughs> no, it, it's really not. So uh, th- yeah, I just one thing out about line.
0: this
3: card is um, the reason why I think this is not seeing play at the moment, and. You think, yeah, it's only good on turn one. It's probably okay on turn two, turn three. Uh, But the only reason, I think the main reason it's not seeing play is because of the decks we have right now, which are playing, you want Ankar on three, right? You don't want to waste the charge here. You're playing um, either the Bomb Wrench Caliber or the Lackey Generator Weapon. So you're not actually playing, you know, you're wanting to play other weapons, not just Fiery War Axe.
0: That's fair. That makes
1: sense, and, and also you want to try it, uh, like against some aggressive decks. I think sometimes you want to have a minion that can contest the battle mage or the uh, the, 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 the 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 fiend, the battle, fiend. Yeah. The battle fiend, yeah, battle fiend, and mage, and, yeah. And 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 some of those like early minions. And so yeah, just putting this down and then having to wait two turns, it it does seem seem a little weird.
2: I do also want to say that, um, historically at least, the one mana slot for Warrior has actually been fairly decent. Um, Especially when we go back to last year, you know, you had the um, Eternium Rover and the Town Crier. Now we have the Risky Skipper. Um, So they have a lot of other options to do on turn one, but they don't tend to have a lot on... Like, the turn three is a little bit more... Uh, open, like you have the Bomb Wrangler uh, which is definitely a good, probably the best thing that they could be doing Um, they do have the Frothing Berserker, but that's not seeing a ton of play Um, but they don't have a lot of else, but what they do have is the weapons, which we mentioned before both Ankar and just actually Fire War Axe, you could just put them in your deck and play them on turn 3, so I don't so while some of the other Dormant guys have, like, more stats, more bodies, a wake-up effect that, uh, you know, like, the Imprisoned Antean. Um This one just gives you a card that you could just naturally put into your deck and not get super punished. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I think that's another reason why it's not seeing a lot of play. Like, yeah, of course, getting a 2-2 with your Fire War Axe is great, but sometimes it's just not... Like, having to restrict yourself to only getting that within the first, like, two or three turns or something rather than just, I need to draw fireworks and just play it, you know? You know, that does make a difference. Especially
0: when you're comparing to um, the Gnarg. So, here's my argument. Brian Kibler's Quest Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) We do not take into account anything Brian Kibler does here. (laughs) Facts, yes. that's the benefit of working from home. I can just leave Twitch on muted in the background and I occasionally look up and see what crazy, crazy stuff he's up to. <laughs> so, uh... is, it, is,
1: is it also like, so I'm thinking about this, like the other things that, like Sky Raider is yes. a one mana card oh, right yeah. now. And, and like, I think you're probably wanting the card that you'd get off the Sky Raider more than you'd want a Fiery War Axe right now. Because you have a one-two body that you can do something with right away, and you get whatever card that could be, which could be another risky skipper, could be you know any one of a, a number of different things, and and like I, I also wonder about the fact that like the weapons that they the the weapons that it's using right now in the in the warrior deck, uh, the enraged slash Eggs slash No Hands Gamer deck the live wire lance and the anchor serve a, a, a really kind of specific purpose for that deck, giving you additional resources and the lackeys and, and like the anchor pulling the risky skipper out of your deck. And, and the, the cool thing about the way that deck is constructed is that you can actually use Corsair cash to pull those out as well. You're not going to be able to pull this guy out of your deck and then wait two turns just to get the weapon it's like it's like it's just the the cards that you know the 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 things you the things you could be doing that are better are in fact it seems like better for what the deck's trying to do right now and and i think that like you know it'll it'll be interesting to see if if we get to a point where that's not the case
2: sure but what i was kind of also trying to say let's take another let's like if we could change the Gnark to be better, for example... I'm not even going to talk about the stats. You can have them whatever you want. But if it was a 3-drop that gave you an Arcanite Reaper... That came out on turn 5, you know? I think that would be much more playable than what we have right now. Just due mm-hmm. to... What, yeah, like you, what I was saying about like wanting to have, do other things on turn 1. Wanting to play the Anchor on turn 3. Um, yeah hmm And and the and the Reaper represents a much more significant threat than just the Worax.
0: For sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the priest minion, the imprisoned homunculus. It's a one mana two five minion dormant for two turns. Taunt. It's a pretty vanilla body two five for one. Wakes up on turn three if you play it on one. Um it's it's okay. It's fine on turn one. Uh, you don't have Northshire Cleric anymore. <laughs> Not that you play a Northshire Cleric on that one anyways, but, I mean, there's a little bit less for you to do on turn one. And if you're playing Galakrond, uh Priest and you don't have an Invoke, this isn't a bad one to stem the tide of some more aggressive decks because you don't really have anything proactive or taunts you can really throw down before five in most of the decks that I've seen so I feel like this is an interesting one plus you're going to play it if you pull it off uh Galakrond's Wit so every time you invoke if you pull this as a minion it's not exactly the worst minion because you can always use it to fill holes in your mana curve as well so also with the uh the discount Drake. It could be a free minion. So, what does everyone else think of this or their experience with it so far?
3: It's stated well enough that it did see play in the beginning. It has tapered off for sure. Um, my, hmm, it's very situationally good, and that's the case for a lot of dormant cards where. If I have this minion at this time, it's good. Not, then you might have to second guess actually putting it in your deck. It's one of those, uh, it's one of these minions that great against Zoo. It's great against uh, Demon Hunter, actually. Um, and it's decent against, um, we'll get to it later, Murloc Paladin, <laughs> which I had the unfortunate pleasure of trying out. but um it's it's a card that saw play for a little bit because on its surface looks decent but you've seen galakrond priest now it's just nonsense so you're gonna have i mean this isn't nonsense enough to be fair
0: that's true yeah the only (laughs)
2: time i've ever seen it be played against me and be like Okay, I actually need a think need need to worry about this is when they played it on turn one and followed up with the three mana two two on turn three. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but gave it a oh, buff. Right. So it was mm-hmm. the so by the end of like their turn three, they had the two two being protected by a four seven taunt. And it's like, Okay crud, what do I do now? You know, that that's the only time I've ever been impressed seeing mm-hmm. that card against me.
0: There's the um the three mana I can't remember the name of the spell, plus two, plus three lifesteal. Um yeah. Apothecary? Apothes Apothesis or yes. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes, so that gives you a four eight lifesteal, essentially uh a obsidian statue on turn four or you know, turn three. You can't attack with it that turn, but yeah, so I think it's it's decent, but I agree. It's it's not it, Priest right now gets in the realm of clown fiesta and uh it's not it's not dressed for the party uh, enough to, to get included with it right now, so um but I still I still stand by it's a decent minion and you're generally not too upset to see it come off of Galcron's wit, so I, I
1: think I think that it has the fact that it has taunt actually is what makes it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, I think, better discovered, like, are just added to your deck and you just throw it down when you can, then it is something I would want to slot in into the deck and, and rely on it to do, to do something to help me win.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next up we have the uh, paladin card, the Imprisoned Sungill. It is a 1-mana, one 2-1 one Murloc, dormant for two turns. When this awakens, summon 2-1-1 one, one um, This is a snowball card that can get out of control really, really quickly. Um, if there's any sort of, like, the Coldlight Seer on turn three... Or coining out the Murloc that gives everyone plus one plus one. Um there's just a lot of things. If you have a uh the the one two that gets health every time you summon a Murloc, then that's another two two attack on that Murloc. So you know. It's just there's a lot that can happen with that. Um and if you're not prepared to deal with it, then hoo, lad, that that slips out of control real quick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. It,
3: it, that's that's the exact uh, way i felt with uh, playing murloc paladin the, i came across just decided kind of bored with how ladder's been same three decks and i decided okay let's look at hs replay see what's trending and of course there was murloc paladin uh i should have stayed away but <laughs> the one good thing about i mean It's just, you either have the curve for the deck, or you don't. You have this on one, you either hero power, you don't need anything for turn two, doesn't matter. You have options as of, you know, like you said, the coin, the 4-4, it gives everything plus one, plus one, and you have Cold Light Seer into that, and then on turn five, you have Divine Shield. And if you can do that, you win. But, uh, it's... Solid enough against demon hunter. I found as long as they don't have the one thing that ruins it. Of course, is Altruis and the five mana weapon.
0: Yes, which... the war glaze of Azanoth, uh that immolation, one. immolation, or or the one that does the weapons damage. Three to three. Right, different which damage. I mean,
3: those two aren't seeing as much play, really. No, I no, seen those. But as far as just like the main list we've seen. This deck can have a decent win rate against Demon Hunter because it can snowball. I think better if you can get it because they don't want to throw their one ones into your two twos or anything. You know, they just want to hit you in the face. So yeah, um, this one I was very low on at the very beginning, which I I'm much more surprised on how okay it feels actually, even later in the game
1: really i Mm because i'm looking at this and i've played again i okay i have not played murloc paladin Mm -hmm. so far this expansion Mm because well you know i guess you want to climb yeah i guess i want to be one of the one of the rock paper scissors decks instead but every time i've seen that card it has been a complete non-issue to me like Mm -hmm. dealing with it now now, granted, I've played more rogue than I've probably played any other class this month, and that that class in particular, because of the dagger, can can definitely handle this better than better than most. Mm-hmm. But it just like I want to play the tide tide caller on one. I want to play. You know, I'd rather have I'd rather have mermy than I'd rather have this card in my in my <laughs> deck and and play it early on. It just I do I I don't. I don't see it. I just, I really don't see it. I don't want to pull this out from tip the scales either. Yes.
0: Well, true. That's, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't think tip the scales the seen play since uh, prismatic lens went away. Right. Because right when you, you have, have to pay cheap. eight mana for that, it's it's not nearly it as fun. And I, I'm cheating. sorry, I
1: forgot. I forgot that that has gone to wild <laughs> because I played a game of wild today and I got prismatic lens into. Tip the scales into gentle megasaur. The board of uh, the following. Bless tip. your <laughs> opponent's soul. <laughs> I was say,
0: the gentle megasaur should have given it. Uh, that's a big, big, big flag there for
1: you. Yes, I should. I I should have remembered that that was the turn six play. Yes, <laughs> but I I don't know. It just it didn't feel like. It just feels like. The, we have enough Murlocs still in standard that it just feels like you know. I don't know if you're are you struggling to find enough Merlocs to put in the Murloc deck, or is this yes 100%. better than it looks?
3: You're playing F- Fish Flinger, yes. So yeah,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Oh
0: boy, yeah. It's it's like like uh, Deliver said. It's pretty much if you can if you start the snowball, it's pretty much you can't be stopped. If you don't have the curve, uh, eh, it starts It starts getting a little bit weird. And mm. especially if you pick up like, could, you can recover if you pick up the angling rod and pick up like a uh, underbelly angler, which is something that that card right. can pull. And then you mm. just go, well, uh-oh, <laughs> I feel bad for my opponent. <laughs> As you fill the board with Murlocs time and time again. So, Until
3: they put up a taunt, and then,
0: you know. Yeah, you're better. sad after that, but, yeah. you know. Anyways, it's it's three bodies in a token style deck that is very synergetic. Uh, it's just, like, this isn't bad. And I think that's kind of one of the things that always has been the thing with Murloc Mountain, is, like, do you draw the curve? Then you can snowball it. If you don't, well, you're going to have a bad time, so...
1: It just feels like it doesn't snowball. It it is what it feels like or looks Mm -hmm. like to me, and it 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 feels like Mm -hmm. you're kind of slowing down the snowball effect almost. And 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 maybe I'm not giving it enough credit once it awakens, Mm -hmm. but it just that that's that's I guess where I'm coming from. There, I mean, it
3: definitely you lose the chip damage the very first few turns, right? With it, but you develop a very solid board quickly turn three and four that that power spike is good enough I think
1: okay
0: exactly okay. if you're able to buff it like immediately cold lights uh cold light sear it um and buff all those cards up then you just got a two 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 twos and a three two and a two three, for three mana essentially that board looks a lot more threatening if you're not playing against priest. So uh,
1: I will just I will just chalk it up to the fact that I'm playing Rogue and Rogue has lots <laughs> of ways to deal with that's with, true with, answers, with this yeah. particular card and probably Merlock Paladin in general. Yes, it, it, even even when they have close to the curve, uh, that that's better. That, that's going to have a better chance. That class is going to have a better chance than most to 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 get through that.
0: Yep. Okay. So next up we have the imprisoned. Felmaw. this is the hunter two mana five four dormant for two turns when this awakens it attacks a random enemy so that's enemy so if you have no minions on the board it goes face mm-hmm. um it's a five four on turn four that gets to attack first and then they still get to play four manas worth of minions on if they play it on curve if not it's a minion that gets to attack um, when it awakens, regardless, so two mana deal five uh, damage or something isn't isn't bad. Like I feel, and it um, it is a demon, so there's that. But you know, sack pack has been changed. Thank thank God, and uh, mm-hmm. um, it it feels like a power It can be a powerful swing, especially, it, and you just have to be like you see it come down, and you're just like, alright, well, I have to have something on the board, put a bunch of small things on the board, as many as I can, so hopefully it'll just, you know, something will chump block it, and then we'll... I'll just be able to take it down when the time comes, so... It seems a lot lot more impressive in play than I thought it was on paper. Right, and uh,
3: the deck that it's seeing play in right now is Highlander Hunter, and the reason being is... The deck sometimes struggles with very aggressive starts. So this is a 2-mana 5-4 that will either kill something or, I mean, push 5 damage. And most of the time, it will stay alive. That's the big thing that people don't realize is that this is still going to stick around after it kills something. I mean, turn 4, they may have something on the board. But most likely, this is going to stay alive and be a 2-for-1 and... Inching out that little bit of value in that Highlander Hunter deck is enough to win the matchup. Like um, Major that's was saying in the uh, VS report, they talked about uh, this card in particular and that the only two cards with a higher win rate in Highlander Hunter are Dino Tamer Brand and Dragon Queen Alexstraza. And then this is the third best card.
1: <laughs> that that just absolutely shocks me. It, it's, it's an amazing performer and that it it's actually powerful enough they think it should be in pretty much any hunter deck right now and and i guess 5 damage when you're paying 2 mana for it no matter what it does and and your point to your point about it staying alive and potentially two for winning it that that just seems that seems cre- that's the, that that just seems totally worth it to me mhm
0: it's yeah it's a it's a heavy hitter <laughs> And it's it's terrifying to look at to see it come down and know that you're going to take five damage to a minion or something else. Regardless, there's not you can't stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that can trade up into five drops, six drops. We got seven drops that it could that it could could trade up into. It, it, it's it is crazy. So they 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 talk about the fact that unlike other dor- dormant minions, this doesn't taper off in the late game. You can pretty much play this whenever you have that two mana and and know you're gonna get decent value from it uh you know when it wakes up in two turns.
0: Yeah. Anything else we want to add on this one? Good card okay. Yeah. Okay, next up we have the Imprisoned Scrap Imp, the warlock card. Uh, two mana, three, three, dormant for two turns. When this awakens, give all minions in your hand two, two, uh, plus two, plus two. Wow, this is sparked some life into Zulok. Ooh, mm-hmm. it is just nuts. It turns out the hand of Gul'dan is really, really silly when you have, say, an expired merchant or the uh, the night, ma- uh, the. I can't remember her name.
1: Matriarch.
0: Matriarch, yeah. Nightshade Matriarch. Yeah, yeah, Nightshade Matriarch. The four mana, five, five, discard the highest cost card in your hand. Well, the highest cost card in your hand is always, I mean, you know, when you play something like that, it's probably going to be Hand of Gul'dan. So, like, you can fill your hand with lots of minions. Uh, Works great on Lackey's. (laughs) Chargers, uh, Wolf Rider, Bluegale Warrior, uh, Stone Tusk Boar. Um yeah. What what
1: what year of Hearthstone are we playing again? Exactly. Bluegill Blue Warriors, Wolf Riders? What the Yeah, it no, turns I, like, I've i I've seen yeah. it too. There there's there's like the regular kind of tournament version of Zulok that that we've seen, but then there's also this charger version of Murloc that basically just <laughs> what can I send to the dome this turn when I play it, and how much more menacing does it look when it's given plus two, plus two?
0: Yes, turns out a three mana, seven, five, wolf rider, um, that'll, that'll do. That'll get the job done. <laughs> <That it will. laughs> so, I mean, it just, I mean, it's the strategy's pretty simple, that, you know, uh, turn two, you're probably gonna tap anyways. Um, to get more resources in your hand now you can put down the scrap imp hopefully discard the Gould, hand of Gul'dan on turn three and then just you know go to town on turn four when you you know play your magic carpet and you start playing your one cost minions that all of a sudden do major work you know mm. rushing four threes out that are lackeys or you know three three you know four three with divine shield and the argent squire you know there's just a lot of the zoos it's basically the zoo lock strategy on on steroids more or less it's just Mm -hmm. you power up and then you go to town yeah i
3: played a ton of this deck um last the end of last season and it it plays a lot differently than your traditional zoo list Mm -hmm. um if you have coin and you have scrap imp, you coin that out turn one and you tap turn two unless you can discard uh, of Dan. And that's, I mean, you take the turn off, you can tap, you just want to get as much value. You don't care how much tempo they're putting on the board because you don't care. You're going to have big chunky boys that are just going <laughs> to stick on the board and hit him in the face.
2: So... I may be completely wrong about this, um, but I feel like this, out of all the ones, out of all the Dormant minions that are seeing a lot of play, I think this one is the one that's going to be, that's that's most reliant on another card, and that card being Magic Carpet. Um, I think that once the rotation happens for next year, um, Mm -hmm. and all these Dormant guys are still here, and Magic Carpet goes away, I think this card gets significantly worse. Because just, Mm -hmm. yeah, all the stats in hand are great, but it's the fact that Magic Carpet is allowing these buffed-up cards to attack immediately that's giving it all the value. Um, You know, historically, we haven't seen Hand Lock basically ever work unless you're able to get immediate impact out of it, Mm -hmm. um, which is... What magic carpet is allowing you to do so i don't i'm, I'm not like i get that the card is strong and i get that zoo is strong and everything like that but i think that's more on the basis of magic carpet being completely ridiculous as opposed to the scrap imp being being being
0: super strong yes i think you hit the nail on the head with that that is 100 percent
1: Go ahead, mage. I was I was actually going to ask, so I was actually thinking along the similar lines, but I was I I had it as Hand of Gul'dan being the card that's making this card better because, like the the fact that that you can get that ma- many resources into your hand, uh, it just seems like to me that 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 that's definitely part of it as well. I mean, I the fact that like the you need this to hit a few creatures and then you could, because like you're, you're trying to then overcome the lack of tempo that you've done over the first two turns or over the two turns when you played this and then, and then you tap to try and get additional resources. And I, and I just, I wonder about whether or not like, would this card be as good if High End of Goldon didn't exist? And, and, that that to me, I, I I wonder about that, and maybe maybe it is magic carpet that's doing us more than it is the hand of Gul'dan, but it feels like when I've watched the deck and when I've seen the deck play, the you can have the magic carpet, and you can have the scrap imp and buff stuff, but like when you run out of minions, I know you can get an additional one by tapping, but is. Is Hand of Gul'dan? What's what's doing this? I mean, it, The Vicious Syndicate talks about this, and it says you want Scrap Hip, you want Hand of Gul'dan, and an expired Merchant. Those are the three cards. You hard mulligan for those three cards. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only and, and and like and like Deliverer said, the only time you play a minion after you played the expired Merchant is if you could discard Hand of Gul'dan to to to, to get additional resources. So it's like. I, I I don't, I, I, I'm struggling to figure out whether or not it's the Imp, whether or not it's the Carpet, or whether or not it's Hand of down.
0: I mean, I think it's a mix of all three. I mean, it turns out w- with a deck that plays a lot of one and two drops that anything that allows you to draw three cards for free, for three free, we're talking you get a 2-1 or a rushing 5-5 five, five, and you get to draw three cards. Like, anything that lets you do that is going to be powerful. And then on top of that, the Magic Carpet lets you cash in on all these buffed one-drops immediately. So I think it's... I think Magic Carpet, like, it works well in conjunction with each other. But you take out one piece, it's going to be significantly weaker. Um. So... I think both points are valid, and that, yes, when Magic Carpet leaves, this deck, it was Scrap Imp's going to take a hit, I feel like. Well,
2: yeah, at the same time, Expired Merchant would be leaving at the same yes. time, so I think that would significantly hurt it as well, because I don't think, like, yeah, obviously discarding um, the hand with the Matriarch is good, but getting the cards on turn 4 versus getting the cards on turn 1 you know, that's a pretty massive difference.
0: Exactly. And getting the
1: extra copies back into your hand so that you can then mm-hmm. discard them again too uh, also yeah, makes so, uh, right. a pretty big difference. I I did like the analogy that they gave when they were talking about this. They said that this is more like the Warbringer Necrium Apothecary Rogue when you're thinking about it because it is it, it's almost like I need to assemble these combo pieces together in my hand and mm-hmm. when I do, it's like... This is I get to go off, and then your day is ruined. Basically, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yep, sounds about right. Okay, so let's move on to the Mage Dormant Minion, the Imprisoned Observer. It's a three mana four five, dormant for two turns. When this awakens, deal two manage damage to all enemy minions. Um, yeah, I mean, guess who has a lot of two two health minions. Demon Hunter. Guess who you see a lot of? Ding, ding. Demon Hunter. <laughs> um So, even though it's on turn five, I mean, you still can stall out the board long enough for this to wake up and just have it have major impact. And you can ping things in in the meanwhile, and it just suddenly wakes up. You have a four or five, and you can still do other things past that. So it's a it's a good body, and it has a very good effect, and. Um, what else is, what other three drops is the, the, uh, Highlander Mage running, like Overconfident Orc and, uh, Arcane Intellect That's pretty much it. So, I mean, this is a pretty good slot
1: in your deck. I mean, it's, so, Mishas Syndicate says that it improves the Demon Hunter matchup by well over 5%. It yes. improves the win rate overall, just across the board, by about two percent. And it seems crazy to me that it, this this card looks unassuming, but it it does kind of make sense. I mean, we're in a lackey meta. We're in a, a meta that has a lot of one and two health minions, and you're also trying to potentially, you know, two for one with value trading, and that then that typically only leaves one and two health on. On bigger minions and suddenly you have to then kind of adjust how you're playing and and i i i was looking at, at at reddit and they were talking about this card in particular and they were talking about the fact that oh well you just play around it right That that's all you do it's it it sucks it's it's not good you don't want to play it because you just play around it but one, the best deck in the format can't really play around it because most, like you said, most of their ha- their minions have two health, and, and two, it just kind of almost disincentivizes you putting things on the board unless they're big enough to to withstand that. And then, like you know, Mage has other tools and has two turns to kind of help manipulate the board, like you're saying with with pings and whatnot to to allow for that to 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 get additional to 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 make up for for anything you might be doing and so i think i think it it doesn't feel powerful to play but i think if you're playing against it and especially if you had to play against it a lot uh, i think it would be a it would be a bigger pain to deal with
2: so there's one thing that i see about this which kind of makes all the sense to me Um, which is the fact that it's three mana and the effect will go up on turn five. Mage, from my experience at least, Highlander Mage really starts becoming an actual powerful deck at turn six. The first five turns are hot garbage 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. You are pinging, you are playing Doomsayers, you are Frost Nova, you are AI, you are doing whatever you freaking can to not die before turn 6 because once you hit turn 6 you start becoming one of the strongest decks in the format. This just says you get to... your, your turn 5 is taken care of. On, a, on turn 3 you get to take care of your turn 5 and you're not out actually going to be doing anything else besides playing Hurricane Intellect which sure grabs you more resources but also doesn't put anything on the board so it's not like you're losing it's not like this is taking the place of another minion that you would have been playing right like mm-hmm. so ha- having the ability to just like almost do a board clear or disincentivizing your opponent from playing minions for a turn or two just so you can get to turn six that makes all of the difference if this was one mana less even if it had the same effect even if it had the same stats i think that if this was two mana it would be so much worse or if it, if it awoken on, two, on turn 4, it would be worse. Um, okay. okay. I might be over-exaggerating that. Like, maybe you would have to change the stats around a little bit. But just having that bridge turn of turn 5 being like, okay, I can relax for a minute, you know, to set up for my Reno, to set up for my Blizzard, to set up for my Cartoon so I can actually be a functioning deck, you know. Um, I think that's so, so, so important.
3: Another thing with that as well I want to tack on is that when this comes out, you can have coin, or if you play it on a turn later, it also helps Reno clear the board as well. Like, it doesn't have to be just good against aggro decks. This deals to across the board, which makes sometimes you have awkward, um, especially against uh, some warrior decks with rampage and those, things of that sort. Um, those boards get a little tricky with Reno coming down, whereas this helps clean that up a lot easier.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot yeah. more impressive now that it's seen, seen the field than I think I was giving it credit for um, the first time around.
2: The other thing I do want to say is, again, we've said this so many times, one of the things that Mage has the hardest time dealing with is... Wide boards with a death rattle. Mm-hmm. They cannot almost ever in the entire history of the game or whatever play two board clears in the same turn. They basically can't do it. This 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 basically lets you set up for that. Right. You know, sometimes they can try to play around it a get bit, but like it gives them the ability to, you know, you go to to say either like I can't go Tree and Soul of the Forest, I can't go um, Eggs plus whatever, you know, because then they can clear it and then they can do the board clear So, it, so it might have to like delay that power turn again. As I, the mage gets stronger as the game goes on, so they'll take that,
0: yeah, for sure. So, next up we have Hot Garbage, uh, the imprisoned satyr, <laughs> which is the three mana, three, three druid demon. Uh, dormant for two turns when this awakens reduce the cost of a random minion in your hand by 5 um, yeah uh, this doesn't seem like uh, exotic mount seller uh, uh kt so why would you be playing this <laughs> i mean in, in all honesty it you have to b- this is a card that requires you to build a very specific deck and the only thing I can think of comparing it to is the Dream Petal Forest and Ghost Druid. So, um, but even then, that was a seven cost discount. Well it was a seven drop. This is a three drop that reduces a minion in your hand by five. So, I mean, it sounds good, but I just don't see how it translates with you having, unless this is just like you trying to play like a big druid.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So like the the problem I really see with it, right, is that you don't really want to be playing it in Big Druid because mm-hmm. Big Druid has something better. It's called like Overgrowth or whatever the heck is, the card is called. Yes, you know you'd be, you'd much rather be gaining two mana crystals than discount and and making all of the cards in your hand essentially <laughs> cost two less, mm-hmm. um, rather than making one card in your hand cost five less. Uh, doesn't really seem very worth it, unless you're hitting a combo card. Okay, cool. Druid has had Malagos in the past. It's not good right now. And discounting Malagos by five is generally not enough, because you know the the historic combo has been, um. Getting it down to two so you can double swipe, mm-hmm. um, with double moonfire or having a, another card that you can play like a faceless manipulator or the fluke to copy it so then but you but you still need to get it down low enough so that you can still play at least one swipe so this does absolutely none of these things it doesn't enable Malagos in any way whatsoever so
3: why would you play it the only argument i have to play it in a big druid is sometimes you don't hit your overgrowths or your breath of dreams whereas this is something just to help you get going in the early game with how fast this meta is um maybe if the meta slows down this could see play um but i i think that's the only argument to play it and a style of deck like that is just to try to get some sort of consistency with just playing big drops yeah. because they play scrapyard colossus you know i mean things of that nature
0: yeah i mean the, so, the, I think the main argument is the, the side quest with the big druid right now is that you do not want to be... Pull, even though you still get the effect two turns later, but you don't want to be playing... You don't want to be pulling this out of your deck with the side quest. You want to be pulling the that Imprisoned Scrap Imp. You want to be pulling that Winged Guardian. You want to be pulling something much more impactful to the game than, than this, and it's unfortunately... It's too slow, I think you're right. It's too slow for the meta right now. And I I it could be used in the future, but right now it's just it's just not it doesn't fit. It's a puzzle piece that doesn't fit anywhere, I feel like. Hmm. So Okay yeah, and th- I, I
1: I like the they they talking about the fact that like the power cards the Druid has access to right now are at two and they bump you up to four or they're at four and they bump you up even higher. Right. And, and then as you pointed out the, the, the strength and numbers quest, you, you just, I, I want to pull something huge out for that. So it, exactly. I, there's probably going to be a druid combo deck that comes around again at some point, And the, this, this may help enable that uh, when it does.
0: Yeah. At some point. But like I said, just, I, I feel like right now it's, it's, lost so yeah okay and then the final class card we have is the imprisoned at Ed- aton enton I, I never got any clarification on that one but it's the demon hunter was five mana now it costs six ten six uh dormant for two turns when this minion wakes deal 10 manage randomly split among all enemies so the effect is still very powerful um it's just probably too slow for what demon Honor wants to do right now so i mean that's pretty much (laughs) what you say about it is it's it's okay i mean it it was better at way better at five when you could you know get it out for three mana but uh here we what? here we are a, a ten
1: six that does ten damage in two turns is is good at three mana really no can't can't, can't even imagine that <laughs> uh, this this card was was everywhere the first day of the expansion mm-hmm. and it was a pain in the butt to deal with because yeah there that is just so much damage you can't really go wide you, enough that that's not going to come it right? you can't really at that mana cost you're not really going to create two big minions uh even with a couple turns that are going to be able to soak all of that damage and and it just was was really difficult to 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 play or play around and uh now now it a the the priestess of fury the seven mana six seven that does six the at the end of the turn that it's played is just a a better option if you want something big that is doing a bunch of random damage, uh, and it's I mean it's basically as good, a, and like I said, it's probably it's better because you get that effect immediately,
0: not uh uh-huh. not investing. For so, but turn. it can't attack, right? It it's a six seven does six at the end of the turn, but it can't attack. That's that's the saving grace, right? The priestess of fury. <laughs> I mean, it's no, just like Ragnaros, I, no, you, and you no, can only put one no, of her in your deck. No, but, I mean, no, why, can, why?
1: Why? Why? You can put two. You can reduce the cost, and it gets to attack the next turn. So you're telling me you just ah. want to hate yourself when you see it come down, and you don't have an answer. <laughs> right, so now, so, so
0: I know I understand why people hate Barnes so much. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: um, when it comes to the end turn... Changing the mana was probably the harshest change they could have made to it um, and basically killed the card. Um, If they wanted this card to still see play, they would have done basically anything else besides changing the mana. Because when you're changing the mana on a dormant minion, not you're changing when it can come out, you're changing how much you have to spend on it. And then you're changing how, when the effect triggers. So, like, paying five mana for a dormant to do nothing, you know, that is a significant cost, but it's in the context of what it was, we could do that. Paying six mana to do nothing, okay, now that's a little bit of a bigger ask. Being able to set up for a big turn on turn five, okay, yeah. Makes sense, having to set up for a big turn on turn 6 now. Like I just said about the mage, that's when their power turns start getting, this is when the control decks or the slower decks start really ramping up. It's hard for afford to take a turn off that late into the game. The effect going off on turn 7 is right around the time where you want to be closing out the game. Turn 8 is when these decks or other decks are turning the corner. Like, mm-hmm. this is not this is coming out so late, its effect is coming off too late, and you're spending too much mana doing nothing, all from one mana change. Yeah. Like, they could have done so many different things. They could have changed the damage that comes out. They could have changed its stats. They could have, like, literally anything, but they nerfed the mana by one, and they mm-hmm. murdered the card. So... What, take that as like yay or nay at, up to you but changing the mana cost on any dormant minion absolutely murders it right agreed
0: yeah oh yeah so well I don't know what how they could have changed like I know they could have done other things obviously but yeah I just don't know right. what they would have done
1: they give it the uh, glaivebound adept change, and then it uh, then it's fine, right? Yeah, I mean that change <laughs> that literally. It's like we'll it's make its attack six sec- instead of instead of a ten six for five minutes. You mean this? It went from a seven
0: six to a six or a, a, a seven four to six four. How did it just drop out of all demon hunter decks completely right? Oh wait, no, nothing changed. Everyone's still fine with a six four for four that does four damage. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that, yeah, that was a perfect nerf. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's that yeah, was like, the, like they, they honestly
2: probably could have double nerfed the antenna at like make it like a five seven that deals seven. It still would probably be much 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 better than what we have right now. <laughs> like
0: right. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I, I just took off
2: three damage off the effect and three damage off of its attack, and it's still much better than what we have right now. Like, that's how busted or how devastating a mana cost nerf to this, to a, to any uh, dormant minion is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. They were designed to go off on a specific turn, and when you change that turn you change the entire mechanics of the card and then suddenly it goes from this is like so amazing to like jesus did you have to nuke it from orbit <laughs> yeah <laughs> or just to be sure anyways enough alien res- references um let's move on to our neutral minions um so we have the 2 mana 3/5 imprisoned vile fiend dormant for two blo- two turns rush so it's a turn four, um, thirty-five with rush. I mean, seems solid. I mean, it's a pretty pretty nice ballot. I remember seeing like maybe a week or two ago. I think it was either Fino or War Control saying like coining this out on turn one was like the one of the most powerful plays in the game at the moment. Like having a rushing three five on turn turn three seems fairly solid because it's going to trade and you're still gonna have it kicking around afterwards so i mean probably a good chance good chance you're gonna two for one it on um on turn four but still yeah that's a lot of stats for turn three
3: so right um I, also, what helps us a lot is uh, it gives a lot of options for decks that have struggling two-drop situations. Uh, mm-hmm. Even then, like when the some iterations of Warrior, they're running the egg package now, but th- for a while they ran this Vile Fiend. It was good enough, it enabled a lot of <clears throat> uh, battle rage shenanigans, and it, it, it fit the role that it needed to as a two-drop to just help
0: stabilize the board before they could combo off mm-hmm it seems i mean it seems pretty straightforward does anyone else have any thoughts on it,
1: it I think... it's gonna be interesting to see if it ends up seeing play anywhere else again and i i think it i think initially it just kind of felt like a a solid two drop and and i think right now especially with four four sets we mm-hmm. don't have a ton of two drops necessarily depending on the class that you're that you're trying to play and this being neutral, you can just slot it in. But I I almost wonder how much more... Like, I wonder if it's going to get to see more play, because as we get further along in the year, there's going to be more and more cards available to all the classes, and then it's going to be an even higher bar to, to overcome in order to get into a deck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is that I don't think that it would fit into any deck that is already running a Dormant minion. Like, I don't think that Hunter wants to run two different Dormant minions. I don't think, you know, even if this was a Murloc, for say, I don't think Paladin wants to be running two different Dormants. I don't think Mage wants to be running two different Dormants. Like, I think one is, like... One is already a bad top deck. If you're adding... More and more of them, it gets even more dicey, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like it is great on turn one. But if you're able to coin it on turn one and have it activate on turn um, turn three, on turn three. But if you're just playing it on turn two, it's a little bit less. It it is definitely less good if if you're if the rush is going off on. At that stage um where minions are a lot more beefy um you know that three damage doesn't always clear everything up like it doesn't kill a evil miscreant
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know that's that's a very common turn three minion um it's it's not it can't go face like the hunter one can so it's not and and, and five at the the difference between five and three it's not as good of a league game card i yeah, yeah i do think that this is going to be a lot harder to actually start seeing play again
0: i can see that yeah um I still feel like it has a place in the meta that someone that it'll still see some play but yeah probably not not as good as some of the other class based ones so and then our final neutral minion is uh, Magtheridom. Um, which is a 4 mana 12-12. So this works a little different. It is dormant. Battle cry: summon 3-1-3 three, three, uh, enemy warders. When they die, destroy all minions and awaken. So, you give your opponent 3-1-3s. Three when they die, blows up the board. You have a 12-12. Um... It's, yeah, I mean, I also like playing the darkness, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a name.
2: <laughs> So, like, okay, in all seriousness, I was kind of high on this um, mm-hmm. in the card reviews. And part of it was because I thought that control decks would be a lot better. Um, yeah. And they are not. <laughs> um, there are very few control decks that can actually exist right now and if control gets more tools and we get down into a slower meta then i don't think it's crazy to say that it could see some play because it's only good in a control meta basically Mm -hmm. um and at that point it is and when you're getting into control it is a free board clear that presents an immediate threat um you know that, that that's something that you do have to worry about. Um, but yeah, with the current state of the meta game, in it's hard to imagine there being a control meta game basically ever as long as Dune <laughs> Hunter exists in any way resembling what it is right now with the, you know the the early one two three drops the weapons the one mana hero power all that stuff. If it's anywhere close to like viable mm-hmm. I don't it, it's gonna be very, very hard for a control metagame to exist. Um so it's unlikely that we actually see make Theridan see any play for the next uh Well oh. I until major changes are made to the Demon Hunter class, which is unlikely so.
0: Yeah. Man... <laughs> It it's very it sounds very tasty and it's a very interesting concept, but yeah. Uh giving my opponent three one threes that can then attack me in the face of the next turn while they sit there and do nothing to even remotely try and you know, let them die, so and I played against Rogue, Rogue just shadow steps one and it can't awaken. I just thought about that.
1: Or, or I'll just evolve all <laughs> it. Yeah, then, uh,
0: exactly. There's way too many ways you can mess with this. That, or yeah. just
3: have five minions on board.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another one. It's, oh, oh, that feels dirty. That feels so <laughs> dirty. <laughs> oh man,
1: I, I, so I, I, I like the, I like the card because I'm a. I, I'm big into World of Warcraft, and and I remember him from the uh, the Burning Crusade. But yeah, I just it, this could be scary if it ends up being playable because I I don't want to I I don't want to deal with a board clear and then have a twelve twelve to deal with on the opposite side of the board. That just there doesn't seem like there's going to be lots of decks that are going to be able to handle that.
0: Precisely. Alright, and the last card we have that is not a Dormant card, but it does something with Dormant, is Maev Shadow Song. The 4 mana, 4-3 neutral minion. Battlecry, choose a minion, it goes Dormant for 2 turns. So, I think we were a little bit... I was a little bit higher on this than I guess it probably should have been, but I still feel like it's a real solid and, um... I just feel like it's not getting as much play as it possibly should, but it is a little bit slow. Um, but you see it in Highlander decks, so it's 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 seeing some play.
3: It is a good card. The issue yes. being with this card is, like we said, Demon Hunter is making it unplayable. There's so yeah. much burst damage out of hand with that deck that this does not matter at all when you're trying to stabilize the board and push damage because you're already dead um i do think come rotation and if they change some stuff up i demon hunter will calm down we knew it was going to be pushed it is but i i would sit on this don't disenchant mayev she's a good card and she will see play
0: soon enough i agree 100% i love i i think it's such a cool effect and it's just it just seems like, how could it not be good for what it does? But yes, I agree 100% that Demon Hunter is the problem here right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, what? Demon Hunter is one of the most common classes you're going to see. And what exactly are you going to be um, making dormant? Like, the Seder? Right. <laughs> like, if that's what you're doing, I'm sure the Demon Hunter is like, okay i'm good with
0: that thumbs up because
2: then it then it then you do whatever for two turns and then it comes back and then you attack and it gets another two two out so what did you really accomplish not really anything
0: right i guess the priestess of fury might be the a good target but even then it wakes up and it still does six damage to you you just have to to end the game yeah exactly You click Concede, and then you have a good time after that. That's right.
2: <laughs> it, like, it is great against, like, some of the the slower decks and the decks that... And even, like, Big Druid. It's great against these things where you can just say, I can't deal with, like... You know, they have the uh, Strength and Numbers or whatever it is, and then mm-hmm. they pull out two minions. And it's like, I can't deal with two minions, but ha ha ha, I only have to deal with one minion now. Right. You know, and then you can start to manage with their board. You know, in 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 that kind of metagame or just in that kind of scenario, Maiev is great. Maiev would be in like basically every single deck. But mm-hmm. the fact is, right now it's mostly Rogue and Demon Hunter who are like, I am going to win these win my games with like these one and two mana cards or zero mana cards because that's a fair mechanic. <laughs> um, and you know, your Maiev is just not going to be impactful against anything that i play so it yeah i do definitely agree it's going to be better later on um just in the metagame we have right now it's not that
1: great Hmm. I, de- I definitely was less high on Ev than a lot of people and uh you know i I'm not. I'm not like taking my victory lap or anything right now because it's not seeing much play. It saw a good amount of play the first first couple days of the meta, but then people realized, yeah, Demon Hunter's clobbering me in the face, so I don't really have time to play the four mana four three that that just makes this this card kind of go away for a little bit. So I I it, I remember playing against it and it being really annoying to deal with and so I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't actually get to the point where it ends up being good because well one I've opened almost 300 packs and don't have her yet but the, the other thing is <laughs> like it just it it's it's not something you can play around right because it's just like you you just you're doing what you want to do and they if they just have it suddenly the plan that you had for this minion goes out the window for two turns. And it's, it's definitely not going to be used against something that's unimpactful probably. So it's, it's going to be good when it gets played and it's going to probably irritate people. Myself included.
0: Okay. So that's going to, I just looked over and we are an hour over an hour right now. So we can go ahead and that was our last card, so we can go ahead and wrap up. Um, Mage, what is this week's poll question?
1: All right, this week's poll question we talked about dormant minions and we talked about some of them that aren't seeing much play. So, what we want to know is what dormant minion that's not seeing much play right now do you think will see more play in the future? Uh, the druid dormant minion, the imprisoned satyr, is it the warrior? Uh, option, the imprisoned Gennard? Is it the neutral legendary Magtheridon? Or is it the neutral common, the imprisoned Vile Fiend? So let us know, vote in this week's poll question, which one you think will see more play, and we will discuss the results on next week's show.
0: And speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS uh top pin top pin tweet will take you to our discord um and you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com and you can find me on twitter at daring alkaline uh you can
2: find
1: me on twitter at nicholas123 mage you can find me on twitter at major death and then monday wednesday friday you can find me at twitch at twitch.tv slash major death
0: and deliver where can we find you uh you can find me on twitter at deliver underscore hs awesome and thank you again for stopping by this week we really appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your schedule yeah, for you to talk hearthstone so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and thanks thanks for everyone for listening and tuning in and as always you've been listening to doctor three
1: Boom. He's back. Boom. <laughs> Yay.